another Solid Gold podcast. Welcome to this week's edition of SAPeople.com with me, Melanie Walker in Johannesburg and Jenny Baxter over in Antibes in France. How are we this week, Jenny? Hello, Mel. We're very, very well, thank That's you. That's good. You see, we're having... We, and you? We, we are having... And you, you've been in Clarkstorp. I went to Clarkstorp of all places. I've never been there before and I've driven through Potch of Sturm twice, but I didn't go that route. But it was quite weird. On the way... But, uh, on the way to Clarkstorp, I noticed there were these like fields of sunflowers and cosmos. So I thought on the way back, I have to stop off and just play. But I, my phone <laughs> ran out of battery, so I couldn't take photographs. I'm, you have no oh. idea how big. Did you see oh, yeah, I went and walked around and, and hung out with the bees and the insects and everything. And, and the heads on some of these sunflowers were like, I'm not joking about a foot across. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking in imperial instead oh, of in amazing. metric. Um, but that's the best way to describe but like a, about a ruler, 30 centimeters, some of the heads on that thing, like so heavy and hanging down. It was just unbelievable. Fields of bright. Crazy. And that cosmos is really yeah, tall. Yeah, cosmos. I mean, I sent you some pictures of the cosmos at Delta Park, which I mean, I go and walk yeah. in all the time. And it, it really is phenomenal. So what is distressing, though, um, and I noticed this when I was on the road, is that there were lots and lots of pink and very dark pink cosmos out on the roads. But in, in Delta... You find very, very few. In fact, it's it's going almost all just white because people keep on going and picking all the flowers. And then, of course, the flowers don't get a chance to set seed, which means that there's no seed because, of course, they're annuals. And they're setting seed from the flowers from this year. So if you're going walking and you see the cosmos, please don't pick it. Okay, I know it's not an indigenous plant. But but, but what are you saying? Why is the dark Because pink the people keep on picking all the pink ones and the dark pink ones specifically. So they leave the white ones, which then go and set seed. And then you get white plants and white flowers the next year. But because everybody's going and picking all the pink stuff, okay, there's a, it's just getting fewer, there are fewer and fewer pink plants in Delta Park and any areas where people go walk in this cosmos. So be thoughtful. (laughs) That's all. And be lecker. (laughs) All right. So what is the main story you've got this week, Jenny? Well, I thought just a lovely story about expats and South Africa was um, Elon Musk's Mm -hmm. mom, who is May Musk and is a supermodel and a a superwoman. Um, She got an honorary doctorate uh, in the past week from the University of the Free State because it turns out that she went to university there and got her degree in dietitian, nutrition, um, and she's done incredible things. I I think her website was one of the very first websites for nutrition in mm. the world she's she's got all these accolades that are like you know the only person who's who's got the dietitian thing in three different countries um and so she was given this honorary doctorate very deservedly but the the lovely thing as an expat that South Africans should bear in mind is that when we come to South Africa we want South African food mm. And, um, you know, she was really hanging for uh, Burevos and Pop, but no restaurants were were serving Burevos and Pop. So she landed up having to make it um, at home wherever she was That's staying. true. You don't really go to restaurants and get booties. But then she should have just gone to yeah. London and gone past, oh, in fact, um, a lot of the pick and pay. But she was in the Free State. Oh, she was in the Free State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they should be doing a divorce down in, in the Free State. That's really weird. 
think everybody does it at home and they don't think to do it. Because I know where you can go and buy like booty rolls all over kind of the northern suburbs. It's it's kind of like everywhere. Yeah. But um, I I wanted. And I know where you can buy it in. Sorry. I know where you can buy it in in New York. Okay. (laughs) There's a a great restaurant, Mm -hmm. Kaya, in New York that, you know, has the best bourrevoise. So, so she probably goes there and is used yeah. to that. And then, of course, in Chiswick, there was the most amazing South African emporium when I was living there back in the day, um, where you could go and get your bourgeois and biltong and stuff from as well. Yeah, but you had to cook that yourself. Uh, but I think that some, like on a weekend that they would actually make buri rolls. And oh, okay. with, with yes. onions they, and everything, which is really cool. But what I want to know is, I've got four degrees from yeah. UNISA. Where's my honorary doctorate? but you know what she was at that university so she was part of the that's a hard thing with being Mm. online people don't they don't realize as much you know you don't make that relationship Mm. as well well i feel very very put out (laughs) all right and she also said she also said while she was there um that she's still absolutely fluent in afrikaans because you know she moved to south africa when she was three years old yeah. and going to university in bloom she obviously um is fluent in afrikaans but yeah after all these years living in canada and america she's still so fluent. along with me she's one of the 44 people who speak afrikaans eh? <laughs> so take yeah. that Charlize. Turns out they must be 46. take that for Charlize. that's it Yesterday, I was sitting, we, we were just chatting about it before we started recording about um, in Clarksdorp yesterday and, and saying, I said to the people, look, I totally understand Afrikaans, but I don't have as big a range of vocabulary and I, I lose the words sometimes. So please, be, you know, feel free to speak to me in Afrikaans and ask me your questions in Afrikaans because, you know, a lot of the time Afrikaans people will speak in English um, instead of speaking in Afrikaans, even if they know you can understand. Um, and I was just sitting and thinking, many people in the world might think this is like quite odd um, that I'm speaking completely. But I don't yeah, think so I'm speaking now. like completely in English, and I think it's pretty normal. A, a com- full-on conversation, yeah. but in two different languages. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we do here almost mm. every day. And and like when our kids are at school, they they speak almost a mixture of mm. languages. But yeah, it's very normal that one person speaks in French and the other person's answers in English, and they laugh and drink all night long. It's it, it is weird. I was languages. just thinking about it was rather incongruous. Yeah. I was thinking. I wonder if it is normal or if people think that South Africans are odd. <laughs> Anyhow, no, right. So, what no. news have you got for expats apart from uh, about May Musk? Well, if you're in France or if you, a lot of people from Europe who travel to South Africa often go through Paris. And the good news for the business people or the people who can afford business mm. travel is that Air France has. Um, upgraded their their seats so they are now two meters long in business class and they lie flat down so you've got a real um good night's mm. sleep on your way to south africa so get get onto that and then and then also if you're in london head on right now to somerset house until the first of may there's an exhibition the sony world photography mm-hmm. awards and very proudly there's a south african there she's like a visual storyteller leanne Alwich, and she has won the world photography award for the professional creative category 
her her submission is called the right to play mm. and she actually photographed it in kenya with maasai girls at school who are normally forced to leave school at a very young age 12 or younger to go and get married and and this is now what if we let them stay at school for longer what if we gave these children the right to play and um and the photos are very joyous and wonderful is it is it um always or or so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay so always or always whichever it's like you say labushane or labaskhani uh there's a couple of like yeah. and duvenage somebody was talking about oh, somebody ex-yama du- I'm, i'm not sure if the person who is in politics here in south africa i, I don't know who it is uh, they the Duvenage. And I'm like, is it Duvenage or Duvenacher? <laughs> so it's one of those things. Anyhow. All right. So news from expats. What have people been doing overseas that may be making us Safas proud? Well, remember, we did speak about her last week, Michaela Klainsmith, mm-hmm. who was an idols contestant in South Africa and then has won Reese Witherspoon's um my kind of country competition on on apple plus um there have been three billboards across america major music mm. cities nashville new york la and it's just emblazoned with michaela's um face playing guitar and she was just saying you know so for all south africans in those cities you know they're getting so proud to seeing her up there um and when she was a kid she actually used to uh cut out her face and put it onto pretend billboards you know <laughs> so she said she didn't even know she had the dream and now it's come oh, awesome. true um and then and then also princess charlene has been making very south many south africans proud with uh, her beautiful composure how healthy she's looking and how happy she's looking she um was at the monte carlo tennis this last weekend which is huge mm-hmm. here and um and the lovely thing is also that her brother Sean came over from from South Africa with his family uh Chantal Woodstock and the two children um and they were really enjoying themselves to me it looks so much like Cape Town but um you know climbing in the mm. mountains around Monaco and seeing the beautiful views and everything and So yeah they obviously super fit. <laughs> I don't know when last I climbed those mountains. <laughs> They've obviously super fit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it just follows on I mean you know I'm sure that if they do go to Cape Town that they will run up Skeleton Gorge on Table Mountain which we don't want people doing without knowing where they're going and making sure that we don't have to go and find people to come save them from the mountain. <laughs> like like yes. people with the drone. Yeah, so be careful when you're climbing mountains unless you're super fit. And even then if you're super fit a lot of the time you still need to take some care. I mean, I know that somebody got blown yeah. somebody got blown off a friend of my brother's got blown off of lion's head. Super fit as well. He was no, taking a, photo, it was a few years back. I mean, he got blown off lion's head. I was that. It happens. Please be careful when you're going no. walking. Don't think oh because everybody's walking it that it's a walk in the park. It's not a park. It's a mountain. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So, um now we go on to what people are doing here in South Africa that can make people overseas proud. 
So many things happening, Mal. Uh, I put this story in because I know how much you care about the vegetation. And I don't know if you know, but Newlands Forest has really yeah. been struggling since the late 90s with um, bark stripping. Mm. But it's not just there, hey? And a lot of... KZN, really? it's so bad and, because and people think that a lot of the stuff is mooty. And I, my dad used to go into the, you know, the subtropical forests all the way down the south coast. And he would yeah. actually um, go and find people who were stripping bark off trees, which are not mooty trees. But then what they started doing in Cape Town, where the yeah. people were taking it, it was like there were some trees that the guys were saying, you know, it was like a drug or something. So they started painting all the trees white. The bark. If you if you look at a lot of trees in Cape Town City itself, yeah. you'll see that the the uh, trunks have been painted with some stuff, which actually then renders it useless to drug addicts or so like painting yeah. a rhino horn. Um, so yeah, painting yeah. it. But 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 why did this only begin in the late nineties? You know why? Because it... people started seeing that there was um, um, they could monetize it thinking that there was they could monetize yeah. it yeah, and then they big... go and do it without so even look, thinking about it's... what they're actually doing because the moment that they start stripping bark off of a tree if they take it all the way around that tree is now ring barked and it's going to die Dies. yeah yeah because that's where it gets its nutrients mm. and its water from um so so yeah fortunately this week they managed to arrest three Good. people so um so yeah they they feel that they're making a turning a mm. corner on on the on the fight against that um just lovely news for Jacques Callis, who, you know, was our... Um, How do you say his name? <laughs> Jacques Callis. Oh, no, please. How do you say Callis. <laughs> What did I say? Jacques Callis. Callis. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, him and his wife, Charlene... Yes. Yep. I said that right. Um, gave birth, had a little baby girl Aww. yesterday. So congratulations to them, little Chloe. So and Chloe has an older brother, three-year-old brother already. Um, also, I interviewed somebody yesterday, a South African mm. actor who is coming and are coming up, um, and it was his twenty-fifth birthday yesterday. Aww. So, so that was really cool, and he only told me near the end of the interview, Cantona James. So happy twenty fifth birthday, birthday to him. To you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like oh. Marilyn. Oh, I can, I can do it, um, but he's not president, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, then on a tw this weekend, tw no, next weekend. But now's the time to start planning mm. is the very famous Karoo Food Festival. So it'll be the 10th year, next weekend, 27th to the 30th of mm. April. Um, and they've introduced a new Poiki mm. Masters. And it has all these different categories, which are really cool. Like, okay, so of course, there's the Poiki champion dish. But there's also the most innovative Poiki, the bravest Poiki. <laughs> And uh, the best, the best starch side dish, which is obviously going to be very yummy, Ooh. and a, a few other categories. I love Poiki. I absolutely yeah, love that's them. incredible. That's incredible in the Eastern Cape. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a. I mean, yeah. uh, they're shooting yeah. a new season of, um, I think, Ultimate Brime Master at the moment. And um, friends of mine that I work with in the green industry, they do like Bokashi um, Earth Probiotics. They're the people who have been responsible for making sure that there's like almost zero waste at like the Mount Nelson Hotel and for various businesses 
services. So they are actually working with the ultimate wow. brimasters to make sure that they are also completely zero waste at the end of the program when they're shooting, Amazing. which is great. Um, so that, that is um, Gavin Heron, Fantastic. who's also, well, I'm surprised he's not going to be down there because he was at Queen's College, which is as one little town away from Craddock, essentially in Queenstown. Yeah. Well, maybe he yeah, will maybe be there. He will be there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, I can't I can't wait to have and a point. Oh, pot. I love it so much! I have my special pot. And did you know with the pots that you can always tell what size the pot is by how many rings it has? Like a tree. Yeah, because it, it, on the poiki, if you look at the outside of the poiki, you'll see it's got like like divisions. And so, yeah, so you've got like a six ring poiki or a 10 ring poiki. So that if it's a 10 ring, then you know immediately. So it's like, you know, you talk about 30 centimeter saucepans. It's big. You talk about rings when it comes to poikis. There we go. Okay. Oh, I'll check yeah. next time. Um, other good, great South African news is just Echad um, Stein, how amazing, who won two oceans for the fourth mm-hmm. time. And, and in a record-breaking time, she's just like, you know, she doesn't stop. She's so, so well done to her and to give more who won the men's race, of course. Um, and then Banyana Banyana coach uh, Desiree Ellis, who we've spoken about a lot, because remember she got the team to the African yeah. Cup of Nations, got them to win, got them qualified for the FIFA World Cup. Um, she is getting honoured for her excellence with the National Order of, and you will pronounce this better than me, Order of Ikamanga. Ikamanga, yeah. President Ramaphosa will be giving okay. her that. So. Um, oh, talking about people running. Okay, Very sorry, cool. I was just um, looking up something. Yeah. So um, I train with uh, somebody here in Johannesburg. She, she travels around the world running big marathons. So she's just done incredibly well. Is she's she South African? African? Her name is uh, Karen Bruff, and she has like she's I think one of the top masters in the world when it comes to doing marathons. She's phenomenal. So she's just done uh, Boston Marathon, and she allows herself to have ice cream when she runs, and that's that's her reward for running. But yeah, so she did. Um, she, I don't know how many times she's done the Boston Marathon, but this was the 127th one. Uh, of the Boston Marathon itself, so she's um, she just travels around the world and, and like doing South Africa proud by always being in the top three Amazing. in the Masters Women's. So yeah. And then is she is she sponsored? Yep. yep. She just goes and does it. Wow, that's her that's thing amazing. in life. She runs marathons. That's amazing to be able to finance yeah. yourself to live yeah. your dreams. That's brilliant. Hey, and talking ice cream, um, did you see the large role that that ice cream tubs have made in the demise of Tupperware? I saw that people are going, oh, yeah. And it's actually, I sat, I've sat and thought about it and I thought, yeah, but my Tupperware is different to, we all use ice cream tubs and they use them at primary schools as well because they're really great for holding things and keeping yeah. moths and cockroaches out of your food, et cetera, et cetera. But there's nothing that can yeah. be Tupperware, but Tupperware is on the way down, which is so sad. Yeah, but it's because I think a lot of other companies have have done the same thing as Tupperware, but a bit better. And we still call it Tupperware, but it's not actually from the Tupperware mm. branded mm. company. Um, but um, that that South African guy, Timber Robin, who's very funny, he does the safaris with a David Attenborough oh, yes, voice. Yes. 
he's he's done a great very sad safari about you know the near extinction of the tupperware really <laughs> is that on good. sfe film on so, facebook so i've got to go and watch it 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 is it is look out mm. for that darn ice cream okay time. um and then a lovely story um that we've got is Dora, a lady from Limpopo, mm -hmm. what's not lovely is that since 2011, over 100,000 people have left Limpopo because it's um, it, this area of Limpopo because it's so hard mm. to get a job. Um, and so she's had to be inventive. And over the last couple of years, she's found a way to make 4,000 rand a month with recycling. So she's helping South Africa and the environment and her children at the same time. Yeah, that's, that um, is great. And she has a kind of a... Yeah, she goes to game and to spa and she sorts their plastic mm -hmm. and cardboard and so whatever. If, by the way, so I want good. to tell you that there is also a company here in yeah. Johannesburg, um, in Albertskroen, which is on the other side of Northcliff Hill, if you remember where that is, Jenny. Um, and they're called Upcycle. <laughs> and basically, Winnie Upcycle McHenry, what she does is she takes the money that she's made from the little shop because they, they take corporate stuff, they debrand everything. And then she will look, if it's clothing, obviously you can like sell the clothing on. Um, she will look at some of the stuff and think, well, let me see how I can use this differently. Okay. And then all the money they make from the shop, she puts back into training people how to do this, how to sew, how, and she, oh, like billboards, they will yeah. make stuff out of the billboards, the material, old billboards, you name it, she will come up with a use for stuff that would usually be going into landfill. So she trains people that they can then go out and start their own businesses as well. So that's it's, it's just, I mean, people who are so inventive and so caring about the environment and also so caring about getting other people um, in, a, in a position where they are able to look after themselves and, and do not just stuff for their family, but for the environment as well. I Hands up. It's wonderful. But you know... Yeah. Yeah, well done. But it reminds me also it reminds me also of this twenty five year old who we interviewed yesterday mm. in Cannes, um, the South African Cantona James. Um he's an Aaron's Flay, if you've ever watched that. But um but he's now the star of Spinners, mm. which you know is doing so well and, and has been the first African film a first African T V series ever nominated for Best T V series at the mm. Cannes series. Um but, you know, he also, he blew me away. We were speaking about Hollywood and everything. And he said, you know, when he was younger, yep, Hollywood was mm -hmm. his dream. But now, and you can feel it in his, in his atmosphere, he is just driven to tell his people's story. You know, the story of colored people in mm -hmm. South Africa mm -hmm. and, and, and to just try and improve life and understanding for his people. It's, it's, Wonderful, wonderful. So I'm really. glad that there are people like that because so. um, I, I happened across a documentary on um, Disney Plus with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's it, how he got involved in the environmental thing. It was what the other side of the water or something. And the amount of politicians who sit there and like are denigrating him and saying, "What he's an actor? What does he know about that?" This he's saying that there's climate change. They're saying, and I'm just sitting there thinking, how amazing mm. life and the world would be. If everybody spent as much time and effort in actually addressing issues instead of hiring spin doctors to talk nonsense and for them to sit there and talk nonsense, mm -hmm. imagine how awesome the world would be if everybody actually came together and said, let's make this a better place. I'm so sick of politicians. I really, I, they could all. 
There's an Italian phrase, which I think they use it in in French as well, but I'm not going to say it because otherwise we might get banned. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it is. (laughs) I only swear in Italian, as you know. Um, By the way, did you see, and and this brought me back to a few years back, did you you hear that Brian Adams is coming back out to South Africa? Yes, and not only that, but he just today, I've just done the story, he's just added two more dates because the others sold out. But... Still yeah, well, I mean, Brrr. I went to go and see him at Sun City, and that must have been in about 1996, because I was working on Front Row, which was on Mnet in those days. So we went up there to go and, and shoot with him. And I was then standing in the audience during the, the actual um, performance, and some girl was getting hassled yeah. by some guy in the crowd, so she turned around and tear-gassed him, and I was right behind the guy. So then we, we all got tear-gassed oh, no. during Brian Adams' no. concert, which was not much fun, I have to be honest. <laughs> You're going to have to go to the next one. And, you know, again, it's Pretoria, Cape Town and Pretoria, yeah. no joke. No, I'm, I, for me to go to Pretoria at night, uh, it's just not a thing. Everybody says, oh, you can do the, the car train and yeah. then Uber, but, you know, it, it ends up being quite expensive after a while instead of just popping into wherever yeah. you are. Anyway, what else is there in the way of entertainment? I mean, I've been, as I said, watching all kinds of different stuff, and I've finally started watching The Mandalorian, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving it, (laughs) because I love Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can you imagine? Um, Well, Blood and Water, Mm. you know, that I have raved about, it's done, and you know, it's the second season now on Mm. Netflix. It's done so well that Netflix has actually said they they have pledged nine hundred and sixty something yeah. million to um, to the creative industry in South Africa to to get more more Brilliant. shows done. We so have such an amazing that is industry awesome. here in South Africa with so many people. I'm talking about old school people here, okay? The people who actually know what yeah, they're doing yeah. instead of thinking, oh, well, I've just come out of AFTA and now I'm, I'm a TV director. I'm like, yeah, please go make me coffee. Um, hey, not everybody A lot like of them that. are that come out of AFTA. They think that they're directors and they're actually <laughs> tea boys, okay? <laughs> but um, okay. Uh, the South African movie and television industry is actually, when you've got good people that you're working with, is, is streets ahead of so many mm. other places. And I saw a lot of people are raving mm. about something we were speaking about last week with Unseen. They're saying this is one of the best things that they've seen yes. on television in a very long time. And people from the actual industry, not just your usual common variety viewer, people yeah. who look at it critically and saying this is really great, you should be watching it. So go and check out Unseen as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you haven't watched it yet yourself? Because no. remember, I tried to, and then yeah, you want to. You've got to have somebody to watch it with. You know, I don't. I don't do yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Um, I've told my kids they must watch yeah, it and me give me neither. some feedback. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and then I know you won't watch this, but the Real Housewives of Johannesburg nope. is coming nope. back, um, and also Bonang. There was a big, Bonang. big noise on yeah. Twitter. Everybody's very excited. Bonang Mateba is is the latest addition to Young, Famous, and African. Mm. So she'll be on from the nineteenth of May, and I think she's going to rule. I'm, it. I'm very interested in people um, who are being famous for being famous, <laughs> like the Kardashians. They become famous for being famous. Yeah, and Paris Hilton, can, you know. But people who can take it, because you get luck, but then what you do with that luck. So, yeah, they were famous for being famous, but then they got the right people around them to make businesses, mm-hmm. to, you know, they've done a lot mm-hmm. of good. They've, um, and they've made a lot of money for themselves as well. But uh, 
I think I think there's still something there. There's some kind of a talent yeah. there if you can yeah, hold if it. If you can, because lots of people get yeah. a chance and lose it. Uh, um, so what have you got coming up? On yeah. what is your story that you, you're putting together for next week at the moment? Well, Cantona James, mm. just really read the interview. I think it's such an eye opener for a lot of mm. South Africans. Um, he's, you know, a young colored guy who grew up in Johannesburg and then later went to Stellenbosch and and, and his career's taken off. But, you know, he's come from the most unimaginable mm. tragedy. Um, and he also talks about the racism, but how it's different in different parts of the country. So... Johannesburg comes out, you know, Johannesburg, he said, is like a family, no matter what race you guys work together as a team. And he doesn't necessarily feel that in other places. Um, so it's, it's just, it's, it's insightful. And, and then some, some beautiful news with some beautiful pictures coming up is Redbury Maze in George. I don't know if you know it. No, I'm going to have this, to go there and see. It's an I'll I'll send you the link to the article as soon as we publish it. But it is an insane maze with like underground mm. things and strawberries and blah blah blah, and it has just been featured as one of the top ten great gardens in the world. Ooh, I'm gonna definitely have to go there. I yeah. mean, I, I, like I still want to go to the Lost Gardens <laughs> of Heligan and to the Poisoner's Garden, which is um, in the northeast of England. So there's certain gardens, and this is at least a little easier to get to, so I'm going to have to do that. By the way, talking about garden... Hmm? Hey, you know, we've got a... Yep. Oh, sorry. No, it's just whenever you do finally come visit me, we have a garden here, which is the biggest rose garden mm-hmm. in the world, and there's a rose called the Nelson Mandela Rose. Yes. And so I'll also take you there. Madiba. Oh, maybe yeah. it's that. Um, I'll take you. We're <laughs> talking about, you know, we, for years, um, one of my favorite um, uh, gorilla gardeners that I've, I've worked with, uh, Michael Rickoff and myself, have been threatening to create gardens in all the potholes in Johannesburg because, like, we, we, we did do some of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we went and planted gardens in the ones that have been there forever. But I would like to say a big shout-out and a thank you to the Pothole, pothole Patrol. <laughs> it's difficult to say that. Pothole Patrol. Um, <laughs> thanks to Dal Direct and, and Discovery yeah. um, for going around and actually doing the work which our municipalities should be doing, but they can't because they stole all the money. Um, so, big shout-out to them for actually keep trying to keep us a little safer on the roads so that we don't kind of hit big potholes in the middle of the night and flip our cars. So that's that's my thing. I, and in the meantime, if you see a pothole and it's been there for a while, go plant a garden. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Jenny, we'll catch up with you next week. And next week, of course, we're going to be speaking to somebody quite special um, who we mentioned a couple of weeks ago um, having done something really awesome overseas. But you'll have to wait for next week to catch yes. that one. Have a wonderful week, my darling. Thank you, you too. And of course, don't forget to get your stories along to Jenny on sapeople.com. We just want to hear all the good news from you and all the things that people are doing. Bye-bye. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast.